appreciate you guys joining in listening um this is a fun one i um sat down with uh indy fawcett who uh is a producer uh launching sort of his own podcast uh network he works with a comic i really love and respect uh john huck on his podcast um speaking highly he's just a cool guy and as you'll hear like we we just hit it off and just started ripping into stuff right away uh it was a fun fun time so um yeah enjoy again thanks for listening uh if if you like it share it review it all that kind of stuff um whatever it's all good appreciate you and uh have a good time listening to uh my conversation with indy fawcett Good to meet you, dude. Yeah. I've I've never actually done a podcast that I didn't produce. So, <laughs> oh, right is, on. This is fun. Yeah, right on. Takes the pressure off. I was uh, I was scrambling because I like, you know, I, I got kids and shit. I'm doing stuff, and like, yeah. it goes right up to the minute. I'm like, I gotta go. Like, let me go set my shit up because normally <laughs> I go like, I'm in my garage, and it's like, uh, <clears throat> you know, I gotta just set shit up a little bit, you know, like get yeah. prepared. And uh, I hear you. Yeah, I got I got the same thing going here. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, uh, I've, I've been, uh, I, I'm, I do pro tools for like music stuff and they haven't upgraded to the new operating system yet. So I have my computer on the old operating system for pro tools, which is like pissing me off. Oh, they I haven't gone just, to Big Sur or whatever. Yeah. They didn't go to yeah. Big Sur yet. So what I want to do is like leave this computer set up in here all the time and just leave it on the old version and yeah. and then get another computer so I can do Big Sur, but like I haven't made that move yet. So uh, <laughs> well, anyway, techie it'll, shit. It'll happen. Know? It'll happen eventually. It'll come together. Well, well, like the thing with Pro Tools, it's like they're archaic. You know, like it's I it's know. a it's a not archaic in terms of their technology, but like in terms of the industry, they're just so oh, yeah. entrenched. So they're entrenched. Like a, so they're entrenched. like a, a pharmaceutical. They're like big pharma. For, yeah, for, it's hard to switch. For, it's real hard to switch. Yeah. And uh, the thing that's crazy, though, I was kind of pissed off this week. Sorry, we're just jumping right in. But like, no, no pi- worries. Like they launched this thing called the Avid uh, Carbon, right? Which is like a DAW, right? Like, mm-hmm. and it probably works incredibly well with Pro Tools, right? Obviously. Um, but it's like, dudes, you should really like upgrade first before you like get distracted. Like Big Sur has been out for like a long time. Like, yeah, I'm, I know. already see the, the kind of like, I have a 2017 MacBook pro. Yeah. And mine's, it's, mine it's, is too. It's, the shittiest it's a work keyboard computer, in the world. Maxed, like maxed out for video. Yeah. I upgraded yeah. and like now my, like my, like Chrome extensions are slower. Everything's just a bit slower and it's like a maxed out Ma- MacBook where like a month ago, boom, 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 boom. Yeah. So I'm like, I, you know, they did this with the phones, right? Yep. It's kind of like. Yeah. Like they just intentionally go, okay, get a new computer, get a new, th- yeah. <laughs> you, know, you know what though? Yeah. They're kind of right. They're right. kind of right. Because if I wrote software, I would not want to write for four year old hardware. 
Right. You know yeah, what I mean? There, so, there is a balance there where it's like, yeah. I'll, I'll gladly take the upgrade for, you know, yeah. to, to advance. I can't bitch. <laughs> you know, like, These machines are monsters, dude. I had, I still have like MacBook pros from like 2010 that my daughter was using and like my son uses <laughs> for school. They're just, they're great. Um, yeah. Like, but this model, I think this 2017 year with the shitty flat keyboard. Yeah. Not good. Like worst one I've ever had, but the new one, the air that my, I got my daughter like a year ago is dope as hell. Like they fixed it. They fixed it. But I kind of think like for doing now that I'm like, I am setting up a studio music wise and, and podcast essentially now I didn't know I was going to, but the pandemic forced like was like, why not? You know? And then I'm like, why didn't I do this all my life? Like I kitted out my drum set. I'm literally sitting at my drum set right now. It's all mic'd up, ready to go. You can see my That's overhead awesome. right here. Um, well, I hope you, you have know. a comfy chair. I mean, I have a I have a throne, uh, like a drum throne. Sometimes you know? it could be numbing after a while. I'm used to sitting. <laughs> I have the best drum throne in the world, dude. Pork, oh, okay, great. Yeah, pork you, you pie got drum throne stuff, right? Yeah, yeah. So it's super comfy, but uh, like I'm all kitted out with the mics and the setup now. So I'm like, well, I don't want to keep moving my computer. Like I was saying in the beginning, like I want to get like a nice. I guess the the move is either a Mac Mini or the Mac, like uh, their Mac Pro, but they're like so expensive. Yeah, you know? I, the tower my pre- cylinder thing is is laptops all the way for for some odd reason. Like, like I've I've had uh, I've had this MacBook Pro before I upgraded. <laughs> well, it actually does do pretty good rendering, but video rendering. I have a 2018 Mac Mini. The one that was like the new gen one that's not the M1 that just came yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. That one that came out in 2018. That's it, the M1. And I try to render the same, like a hour and a half long podcast video, yeah. multicam. Yeah. And it will take six hours on this thing, five hours on this thing. Like, I don't right. know if I got a faulty thing or what have you, but the M1? I, I render it on this and it's like 30 minutes. Whoa. And interesting. Yeah. And it's a 2017 maxed out MacBook Pro. I assume it was probably like three grand when it was purchased. Huh. You know, like, so yeah. it's because it's a work, it's a work computer. I'm just yeah. glad they actually gave, uh, they actually gave it to me to actually yeah. have a maxed out MacBook. I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to do the same kind of deal, but with a whole P, like with a, with PC. I'm working with another person that mm-hmm. like they're all PC. And I'm like, well, all right, I know PC. That's fine. I've never done this type of stuff on there. So I'm almost like, I'm going to try out Audacity and everything that I can do just online because they want to like operationalize it and and eventually outsource it. So I'm like, well, cool. It gives me a chance to learn how to do all that stuff yeah. on the PC side and see why I stick to Mac. <laughs> probably. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah. yeah, man. Do you, are, do you have probably... an album you're working on, or what kind of what kind of stuff do you produce music wise? So I'm not the producer. My my guitar player is the producer. He's a really huge, successful producer back in Philadelphia. He runs a place called Minor Street Records. His name's Brian McTeer. He's 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 a beast. He's amazing. He's he's had an yeah. incredible career, and his studio in Philadelphia is unbelievable. Um, so he is the producer. We do everything remote. We we were in bands together through the '90s, and uh, we never really broke up. We just kind of stopped. We like moved. Some of us moved because we're <laughs> we're like we're not like we're life not going to make a career. Yeah. This like life happens, right? Um, 
So, but we've always stayed in touch and like every three or four years we'll go back and meet in Philadelphia and make another recording. So we have a bunch of recordings that we've put out, but, um, with the pandemic, we all decided that it was our 30th year anniversary, uh, in this year. And so, oh, wow, awesome. Yeah, it's nuts. So, so we decided to like figure out how to do it. And as all these projects go, like I started slow, like I'm just going to get, I already have, I was like, I have a couple mics. I'll throw them up. We'll see what we get. And within like two weeks, I was like, man, I should, I should get a couple more mics, you know? And then <laughs> yeah. by, by the end of, of fully getting set up, I have eight microphones fully like <laughs> rigged out badass yep. microphone setup. So we record remotely live over, um, what's it called? Audio movers or something like that. So mm-hmm. like it's all remote. And this is all hat like Taylor Swift did her latest two records this year this way. Um, and it's with, all synced. Yeah, it's incredible. Really? So he can wow. he I can literally sound check here in California and he's in Philadelphia like saying, Move the mic here, move the mic there. It's like ridiculous. Wow. So That's I mean insane. I don't have the room that he's in there. Like the that room sounds better, obviously. Um I'm I have like probably I would say 50% of the microphone setup that he has, but he had like, he had like my room mic is like a really nice road NTR. His room mic is like a Neumann $7,000 rare microphone. So I don't have that. Right. Right. So I did cap it out a little bit because you could just go, you could just go crazy. There's no end. Right. Yeah. Um, but I do have a full, well, production you don't need, ready you don't drum need kit that, the, setup. That stuff really like to get a quality recording. Really, like an SM57 can make the mark on a lot of stuff. You it, know, yeah. like like a hundred dollar mic can get you, it, or or what have you. Like the yeah. the mics we're on right now, they're four hundred bucks. You yeah. know, so like it, there's you know. There's lots of... They're not out of reach, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. 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 Like, you can make an incredible recording. I would say none of my mics are more than... Well, the the Rode NTR should have been more expensive, yeah. but I got an awesome smoking deal on it, uh, like, on Reverb.com, which is another gem yeah. uh, for equipment. But, like, you know how audio shit goes. You, there's no end. Like, you can keep going yeah. up. You can well, keep... I kind of even thinking, like, like, using that Neumann mic, like, I, I equate it, like... Because I'm like into video and film and stuff, like yeah. I equate it to like you wouldn't make a multi million dollar film set for your like band's album. That's not you. You know, like like yeah. the, the like you're not gonna like do a two million. You're not gonna do a budget of two million dollars. No, you know what I mean. So like, and it it's, sounds it's kind great. of weighs it out. Like I can understand yeah. why Lady Gaga would use a fifty thousand dollar mic. Why not? Because there's production value there. There's a whole studio, yeah. you know, yeah. and insurance and stuff, you know, so like for what we pulled off. Right. So so basically my my really good friend Brian McTeer, incredible producer, spent a good part of the pandemic teaching the rest of us dummies, the myself, <laughs> the bass player and the the other guitar player. The other guitar player knows logic really well. Yeah. He oh, I know, love, I'm a logic. Yeah. So he didn't know pro tools and he was like, I don't want to do pro tools. And by the end of like a month, we we're all like, okay, we all have to get pro tools. This will just be yeah. so much easier. So Brian spent like a month doing like pro tools one Oh one. And we spent like a month like on gear, 
like figuring out what gear to get and, and how to get the best deal on it and all this stuff. Then like another month sound checking because I can really only play on the weekend loud. Otherwise, my neighbors will lose their mind. So yeah. like it took like three months of setup and then we were good to go. Uh, by the time all of us got kitted out and like have our shit together, I feel like we're pretty soon about ready to really do a song with all of us set up, but we did five before that in various stages. So it's kind of cool. It's like you can hear the pandemic in this, in the, the way these songs are produced. Like I can hear how different the drums are from the beginning because the drums go first. Right. So then the rest of it builds around. I can't retrack at that point. So like the one with two mics, the one with five mics and then the one with eight mics and you're like, it's better. God damn it. It's better. That's, (laughs) that's hilarious. That's awesome. But, it like is it what just, it is. Because, like, I doubled down with podcasting and stuff in the pandemic, too, because it's like, yeah. you know, I'm sure everybody is, you know, not necessarily second guessing, but like just that there's enough of a of a break, too much of a break, <laughs> yeah. probably, that we can go. I don't want, because I work in IT in a, at a media company. Uh, yeah. And I don't want to push files around all day. Like, I don't yeah. want to, like, update servers and, like, like I could I could end up doing that the rest of my life. You know, like, I, it's easy to me. It's easy work. You can get a job really anywhere, you know, yeah. backing up servers and, you know, backing up video content in Hollywood, you know. Yeah. So, so like, what I'm going, like, like I you have a, you I have a marketable skill. Like, I, I, I always love making videos. I always love producing music. Yeah, uh, I was in bands in high school and then in, into college, and it's it, you. You, you kind of go like in the pandemic. You're like, okay, now I am lucky enough to be able to work from home because I yeah. I have a IT job and it's mostly remote. We can go to the office to fix anything we need and then come home and make sure it's remote. So like, yeah. super job security because you need IT in yeah in <laughs> like, more so every day. Like right? super blessed to even be in this situation. I could be like wearing a mask for 12 hours a day at a grocery store or making lattes and like, God bless all like the, you know, all in in the, or like working in a hospital, like all those people are just like, it's it's, it's insane how much they have to give, you know? Yeah. So like, I feel like, you know, just sitting here pushing files around, backing stuff up, making sure video content's backed up. Like that's, yeah. It's I'm like there's more to there's more to life than this when I'm just sitting here in my room doing this. So yeah. I'm like I approached um our mutual friend John Huck. Yeah. Um and we had met I was a PA on one of his um shows he was working on. It was a web series called My Death Co. Which is incredible. Uh, it's on YouTube, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. they're trying to pitch it around town, so it might not be up at the moment. But mydeathco.com yeah. or my death co on YouTube. Um where John Huck is uh the grim reaper it's so it's good just a hilarious it's so good <laughs> take on things yeah it's 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 yeah. exceptionally beautiful too yeah like it's exceptionally beautifully shot like that dancing scene is other level like oh if somebody gosh. if somebody's like yeah i did a web series you're like okay and then <laughs> <laughs> you see this and you're like like oh, I, not okay. not to put it down like i i think everybody should do web series you need to learn if yeah. if you create do it but like I mean, it is just beautiful. The thing is, is just yeah. beautifully shot and written. It's so cool. 
Yeah, it's so it's, cool. Uh, Sean yeah. McDaniel is the director on that. Um, props to him. Like, he is such... <laughs> you should probably get him on your podcast. He's great. Also, I have another music producer in town who's a jazz music producer who's yeah. avid certified who'd be great on your podcast. Yeah, right um, on. Send him my uh, way. Yeah, I'll give him your name. Uh, his name. Uh, but yeah, Sean McDaniel is such a... Uh, for a director in a town where... You know, it's it's so hard to get into the door to get anything produced. Mm-hmm. You just have to take things into your own hands. And he did it. I I was lucky enough to be like one of his close friends during the time when he was producing and writing that yeah. and doing the pre-production on everything. And he got every single location except for, I think, two for free. Yeah. Every single one, just because of his charisma and yeah. like and like getting people on board and like leading with a vision and and. And without an ego, too. It was like, yeah. you're good at makeup, do do your thing, and then bring it back, and then, okay, great, awesome, great. You're good at this, you're good at that. And it was yeah. let people do what the be- like what they're best at. And how beautiful and, did that turn out? How beautiful did that turn uh, out? Right? Oh, it turns out so awesome. It's, it's and like, stunning, you know, we dude. Could, like, you know, like, obviously, we have, I have a little bias on it. It worked on it, but... <laughs> but, but, I mean... Um, it's, I, I it's was just, blown uh, away, dude. Having seen it be made is just um, that way where you're like, you're in Hollywood. You actually get the workaholics house in episode two. How, yeah. I don't know how he got yeah. that. I think <laughs> I don't want I don't, I don't, for free. I don't yeah. know. He probably I don't know. But <laughs> but it was everything just like, was permitted and, and there's I just above board. Just, uh, being able to do that is insane. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you know, that's kind of how I feel now. Is like. I've felt this way for a while, which is why I wanted to talk to you because hearing you and John, and then I talked to John like uh, offline and and talked about Mm -hmm. the whole thing. It was just like, and then I listened to the first podcast and you guys talking about podcasts and and it's just like, it, it was so nice to hear what I've been thinking and like telling everybody who will listen about this is like, there's no rules, man. Like, yeah. There really are no rules, and you don't need everybody. You need your people. That's it. And yep. and the, and when you guys were talking about the podcast and like, you know, I started my podcast because I like I missed doing shows. Like, yeah, it, this isn't the same, but it's pretty good because what I liked about the shows was having shooting the shit conversations. Yeah. All the time with people who are just no filters and, you know, comics and, you know, the show is a whole other thing. And, and, and to even to be able to not to even stop you, but to be yeah. able to do this with people you've never met before. Like I, we've never met. And yeah, I'm I'm not nervous. I'm you know, like this is, this is a great conversation that we're having. And it's and it's yeah. like, how else would be it would be be able to do this? You know, it's insane, it, especially here yeah. where it's like, you know. Oh yeah, you should have coffee with Indy sometime, and it's like, sure, I know how Great. L.A. works, yeah. right? Like, <laughs> right. and it's not just because it's Hollywood or it's L.A. It's literally like geographically kind of fucked. Like, I'm probably give or take fifty miles from anybody at any given time, but that could be an hour, that could be twenty minutes, that could be four hours. Yeah, you know what I mean. And it's just like now with the pandemic, it's like, well, everybody's around. Maybe this is a good thing in this regard you know like i i gotta think this town will be significantly different when things kind of return 
definitely for comedy because so many people have just left. Yeah. Um, and but, I, it'll be really interesting too in terms of comedy. Everybody's going to be kind of starting off on the fresh. same level and not necessarily level, but like there's going to be a lot of bombing. <laughs> oh, <laughs> right? so m- like that's so just much. not because like nobody's been, nobody's been uh, well, at the punching bag. You well, know? plus the the thing I can't wait to see, and I, I, I've yet to decide whether or not I will have any material worth of shit to return to when that comes around. I can't wait to see what people do with it because we've all on the planet had the same experience. So there's like, it's almost like, do we need, we have to talk about it. We have to make it funny. And we don't even, there, we don't even have to set it up with a premise anymore. Like, so how about those last couple months, huh? Like, we all know exactly what we're talking about, so it's kind of like we're we're gonna have to figure out how to how to make it funny in a way that no other event in my lifetime has ever coordinated the funny around like universally. Like nine eleven, maybe a few people might have figured out a way to approach yeah. that, but it's just like that well, was it's just like how here. do you make people laugh? Like I don't know, like put yourself in an epic war battle and seeing like, and they just got out of devastation of Vietnam and like try to make that guy laugh. Maybe it's easy, maybe it's not. Yeah, I, <laughs> you I, know, it's like it's a mystery. We're all kind of consecutively coming out of or in a war in our houses. You yeah. know, like because like even I, I I'll go to the office once in a while, and sometimes they'll be doing like a COVID shoot down there, and like I'll notice people a difference in social interaction just be mm. you know obviously with the social yeah. distancing but just in yeah. conversation like having a conversation at social distance it's just so well this is like just, practice for returning podcasts are like practice for returning back to life later someday because right yeah exactly, exactly. there's a lot of people not having any conversations and it's probably not good like there, it's, it's it's gonna be weird i walked away going oh my god this is not good this is not good like and i i'm sure it was me too you know, yeah. like it, it's just going. Oh my god, a person! Uh, uh, I'm not used to being able to turn off my video. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know? like, it, dude, I, I don't know about you, but like, it's so awesome that you launched what you launched. I think the only Thank thing you. we can do is make something good come out of this. Like, we yeah. have to learn from this, like deeply learn from this, because man, it exposed so much bullshit. Um, yeah. But like. Before gotta, I go there, you gotta do what we're talking about movies for a second. Before I, before I, but I, I gotta stop you because I don't want to yeah, forget. How did we? Even, yeah. How, how do we even get here? <laughs> Intermission is another beautifully shot for no other reason than the dude who made it loved it. It's called mm. Intermission. It's by this guy Jacob Givens. Please watch it. It's all right. It, yeah. It's stunning. Um, and it's a short. It's not a series. He's done other series, but the short is it's it's unbelievable it's unbelievable and he shot it on an iphone which is madness anyway awesome like tangerine (laughs) yeah 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 it's uh it's pretty awesome it's pretty awesome what people are doing i think you know creatively and and just being like you know what fuck this everything doesn't nothing works anyway you know like well Here's but the like thing, you, man. I'm it's very like fortunate. You gotta have like I'm sure you know this in comedy and 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 just just you know having a career is you you have to 
be at the punching bag, right? Like you, you have to go up the steps. Like, yeah. I don't know. There's, there's this, uh, the Culver city steps down in Culver city where mm-hmm. it's like a place where you can f- kill yourself going up a mountain <laughs> on steps. <laughs> and I, I would, I'm such a, like uh, I don't know, productivity guy. I always think it like next podcast is the next step. Next podcast. Next podcast. <laughs> Just do one. Just get one out this week. Get one out next week. Get one out this it, Like, and it's, <laughs> it's just a mental game yeah. of like, do stuff that you love doing and it won't matter that you don't get paid for it for a long, paid for a long time. Like, yeah, I think the pandemic is going like, okay, this is what I loved. I love film, but I, I don't want to make films. Like I, I've realized that going to college, like I went to film school. I love it. I love films. I'm interesting. Uh, all that kind of stuff. But I'm just like, uh, my heart's not in it yet. Um, and I'm sure maybe there'll be a decade where there, where it will be. And maybe hopefully I'll have more funding, <laughs> more money to actually make a film. Yeah. But like, I love, uh, I was in bands and I did, uh, audio production or, uh, audio producing. What did you and play? What music I, what instrument? Uh, play guitar. Um, but I play bass and uh, a little bit of drums, uh, as well. Um, self-taught drums from being in a punk band. Nice. Oh, you, <laughs> so ska? Was, like, was it ska? I heard you say you really like ska. Oh, dude, I love ska, So you man. play drums, ska drums? Uh, That's no I, joke, man. When I practiced, when I when I had a set and I practiced every day, I would practice to Mighty Mighty Boss Tones. Okay. So yeah. that's the, that was like, yeah. you know, just kind of just super fast stuff. That's um, legit. But yeah. I, I remember being, because I was in a punk band and it was so funny. We were called the Crash Kids, but this is, this is literally like high school. And we're in San Diego. And we're playing, uh, we played actually quite a bit of shows. Like we, the, the, I, I got a part of this band and they were actually like, they walked and talked punk. Like they had mohawks and I was not that guy. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just play bass and I love that kind of music, but I did yeah. not look the part. Right. This was San Diego. So was, you said, what's that? San Diego. In San Diego. San yeah. Diego. Um, and, uh, it's funny, like, I, I would just watch our drummer, and he would just be so tight. For a person in high school playing so fast, you would, it's sloppy, like, yeah, garage band, whatever. But he was literally, literally tight, 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 tight. And I was like, this is like DRI. This is like, uh, uh, this is like choking victim. This is like all these punk, like, deep, deep punk bands who are like, like operation Ivy, that kind of like level where I'm like, wow, this guy is like a motor, you know? <laughs> and so I would, I would just watch him. And then I was like, can I just play? And I was just, I would just like copy what he did. Mm. And eventually it turned out to actually, I could keep yeah. a beat. And then he was like, do it this way, do it that way. No, do it this way, do it that way. Yeah. And then it was just punk music. So it was so fast. You could kind of, okay, okay, I get it. Okay. Okay. I get it. And then when you slow it down, it's a lot harder. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's you when you actually can't have stop to your body from doing music it at one point. when you play slower yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, that's awesome yeah i mean you study greatness man i i uh i learned from watching and and listening and and just imitating because trying to take lessons ruined it for me like turned it into math like i hated it but like playing and 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 imitating and like my parents were super into music, so I had a good, I think, a really good mixture of genre styles that I grew up, like, having in my head. You know what yeah. I mean? Did you grow up playing drums? Yeah, I started really, really young. Um, 
and my dad actually played when he was young. Um, and it, my, my dad playing the drums got him out of going to Vietnam, believe it or not. Like, yeah, <laughs> really? yeah it's fucking crazy. And he, wow. he went, he went into Vietnam with this thing they called buddy system and him and his buddy from home, like you're supposed to go through boot camp together. Then you go deploy together and keeps you mm-hmm. happier. Right. Good idea. But one day they were like walking through the barracks and said, Hey, does anybody play drums? And my dad raised his hand and they brought him over and he had to try out for this like band, this Navy band. And, uh, he made it and they were like, all right, you're staying here in New Jersey and playing in the Navy band. So he, wow. and his, his buddy went to Vietnam, like insane, insane. That's insane. Yeah. So like, it 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 wow. drums are pretty important <laughs> to me. Yeah. You know, it's just like holy Jeez. shit, dude. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, because he yeah, didn't you're know how to play. There. Like he knew pl- he knew how to play really well, but never like like read a, a chart well, right? So he had no prep time or didn't know how to read shit for the tryout. He just grew up across from a high school where the marching band would practice. So they just in the tryout were like, yeah, just play something rudimentary, like marching band sounding thing on the snare. And he just played from okay. memory this like thing. He ended yeah. up playing bass drum, by the way, too, which is like doom, 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 yeah. doom. That's it. That that was his, instead of Vietnam, he played Dude, a bass that, drum. That, like, that reminds me, man. I remember in high school, I say this like I'm old, I'm 27. I remember in <laughs> high school, uh, back in 2010, oh man, when I was a junior in high school in 2010, um, the yeah before before the Friday Friday night football games the the marching band the cheerleaders would walk around the school during class yeah and do and I, I forgot the rhythm but you you never forgot the rhythm when yeah. you were young it was it was a song that was thirty seconds long yeah that everybody's like oh my god here it comes and you have to get out of your seat and go outside but then it was an excuse to not have class. Yeah. But I do remember those days, man, that like when the, the marching band would come through and you could, you knew the rhythm verbatim, yeah. you know, just because of you were just entrenched in it for four years straight. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So it, it's crazy, man. I, I, I think that's, it's an interesting, uh, route we take to all of these things. And it's like, man, what we're yeah. doing right now is, is uncharted territory with no real rules and, and, uh, well, I kind of i i agree and disagree in a, in a in a in a way of like in terms of podcasting, where like I think of it kind of like this next wave, or the, I think this decade is kind of going to be like the, I guess the East India Trading Company. Talk about an uh, uh, <laughs> an analogy here, uh, the East India Trading Company of, of podcasting, right? Where like the first, I guess, twenty years, I guess you can call it from two thousand to two thousand twenty was the rise of just podcasting in general. I know like podcasting kind of existed before that, but it kind hmm. of didn't in the yeah. in the lexicon. Yeah. But yeah. like people like Leo Laporte, who was like a, a tech guy, uh, yeah. who was on the radio on the weekends, like I grew up listening to him. My mom would play him on the in the car, has his own podcast network network, has like 30 shows. And 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 I actually have I'm I'm one of those stupid people with a vision board. Uh <laughs> And I have, uh, since I'm so into podcasting, I want to uh, be successful in podcasting. I have a 2000. I have a snapshot of 2014 when the 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 
the most gross revenue and ad revenue in a podcast in 2014 was Leo Laporte's This Week in Tech, right? And I think it was, I guess, 14000 a quarter or something like that. And guess who's one, two, three, four, five, six under him? Joe Rogan. Wow. That's right. So this is 2014, where Leo Laporte's This Week in Tech is making the most ad revenue in podcast history at that point. Yeah. Cut to 2020, Joe Rogan's got a $100 million check in his pocket. Yeah. You know, so that's why I say the East India Trading Company, this is, tra- this is yeah. treaded ground already, right? And like the, the, the comedians in LA and New York have really, I think more so in LA, uh, have really made that apparent, right? Yeah. The yeah. YMH, the, right. you know, uh, uh, Theo Vaughn, uh, Whiskey Ginger, Tiger yeah. Belly, like, yeah. uh, you know, Andrew Schultz, you know, all the all the podcasts. Literally, that's what I got out of college, started working and started watching is when yeah. all this stuff kind of blew up. Joe Rogan, yeah. too. Yeah. Right. And I kind of going, OK, I love video. I love audio. This is both. This is radio yeah. and video together in the yeah. same format. This is kind of like what I was like made for in a way. Yeah. So that's why I'm kind of like so energized about it. Cause I think I saw one uh, Gary Vaynerchuk kind of guy on mm-hmm. the you know, go was like, only do shit that, that makes you excited. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and I'm like, that makes sense. Like why totally not? Makes sense. You know? Yeah. And, and you, you and I both share this in that we're very fortunate that our, our job gives us the freedom to pursue something creative and we can right. still do our job effectively. Like that's that, like you were saying all those other jobs, like you come home, you don't, you can't do other shit. You're you know? exhausted. Like, like yeah. I work hard with at work, but I, I'm, you know, it's a compartmentalization of my brain to like do that really well and then turn it off, do something that I really enjoy and have my family and all that stuff. Like so fortunate, like, right. so like, I'm trying to figure out how to apply the skills that I use to do that to this because I know they're applicable. I just haven't figured out the puzzle yet because it's a weird puzzle to to figure out. And nobody has. That's what's, that's what's the, the beautiful thing of it. Yeah. The, the thing of it is make a great product, whatever you do, be yeah. the best at what you do. If you, if you, if you mop floors, if you make lattes, if you make music, if you make podcasts, if you, if you, I don't know, fly a plane, fly that plane the best, right? Yeah, that one mop especially. that floor the best because <laughs> that shows more about your work ethic because like if you make a great product, it doesn't matter. There's going to be people who want that, that product. Yeah. Like I think podcasting and, and YouTube and like the advent of the internet really just made the niche mainstream in a, mm. I guess, in a weird way where like, I, I always say this, uh, uh, you could make a podcast about uh, paper clips and there would be an audience about it. There'd yeah. probably be two or three people, but hey, they might even buy merch. Like they, they, they like paper clips that much, <laughs> you know? So like, Dude, there's what so I'm saying is like many people, there's so you many should people. make a podcast or do anything. Just try to be, try to have your best, try to have your, your all in it, you know? And if you're not, if you don't have your all in it, move on to something else that sparks something. The thing that's nuts, dude, the thing that's nuts is that probably more than half the world is not yet on the internet. That's first. Second. Shit. Yeah. 
there's so many fucking people. It's madness. Madness how many people there are. And yeah. to be a successful, I mean, just baseline, live your life doing art, artist, you don't need that many people to support you. Like, you, you don't. Like, life is life is pretty simple. And, like, that's nuts, too. And then the other piece is that I, I think you, because you grew up in it, are a little bit more jaded to think that podcast is further along than it is in the world. Like, there are people literally this week that are my contemporaries that were like, how do I listen to a podcast? Mm -hmm. Like, now, they'll get to it quick, and they've heard it, and they want to listen to it now. That's new. So that's that match has been lit, to your point. Like, it's in the mainstream now, the word, yeah. and people are asking about it, whereas, like, you and I have been listening to podcasts for more than a, a decade. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? So it's like, you just found out about this amazing thing where you can hear people talk and explain <laughs> shit? Yeah. Right. Like you remember driving down the road, listening to the radio going, I wish there was a show with this guy that I love. Dude, I grew up with Howard Stern. <laughs> I grew up with Howard Stern and yeah. Opie, Opie and Anthony, like people just shooting shit and busting balls. And when XM came on and they could curse and just talk like regular people, oh, yeah. I was like, Oh, this is so good. This is so, this is like, I would literally, I had a commute and sometimes I would, get home and run into the house and turn the radio on to finish the show. If my commute was too short, like, yeah, like, I don't know what's wrong with me, but it was so compelling to hear them just talk like regular people. And I think that is so underrated and also, and then I'll shut up. I want to hear from you, but like <laughs> the, the, like there are people that just haven't yet figured that out. A right. lot of them, you know, or didn't know they wanted and it. And I think that's what the, I think that's what's great about actually producing like, or, 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 and I say this through a podcast lens, but like, like the show, the show that we're doing with John, John Huck, it's uh, speaking highly with John Huck, uh, speaking highly.com. You can, you can get some links there. Um, but it's, you know, it's going to take a long time to grow an audience, right? Mm -hmm. Like, but I think the, if you make a quality product, audience will come in time. And I think the, the, the more you just start today and today could be any day tomorrow too. But like, I, I always, uh, uh, it's, it's hard to kind of put into words, but like just start today, meaning like, don't put it off for tomorrow being like, I'm glad that like uh I'm fumbling for words here, my god. Uh but I'm trying to say that maybe you can cut this part. <laughs> 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 but I guess what I, what I'm trying to say is like you know I don't know what I'm fucking saying. I'll what what did I lead with? You. What did I lead with? <laughs> I smoke too much uh, weed, man. I, no, no, you've smoked the perfect amount. Um <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, whatever. Who gives a shit? Who gives a yeah, shit? What we say, um, John Huck. Everybody, what are you doing with John Huck? You were saying, yeah, you were saying that uh, you, <laughs> Hell uh, of a pitch. you, uh, the thing about producing, and then you started talking about John. Yes, do. Yeah. Oh, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Here we go. And so, yeah. do it oh, today. I got. Get it. started. Are you guys ready for this? 
uh, and then I forgot it again. No, I'm just kidding. Um, but I think just just um, putting stuff out and just leaving it in the past and just keep going. Put it out, leave it in the past. Put it out, leave it in the past. Put it out and and never look back is like a terrible thing or like a cliche thing, but like never look back in terms of like just makes don't think it's like this perf- perfect thing and I need to mold it perfectly, yeah. like whatever. Just throw it. It's a theory. Throw it out it's there. Just- move on, throw yeah. another one. Move on, throw another one. Like like in like in baseball, like if you're you're considered an MVP if you if you're strike out seven seventy percent of the time, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. You know, so like you gotta just throw a pitch and like and over the course of years and years, you grow a quality product, right? Because you go, yeah. okay, in terms of podcasting, this is not working. This this segment sucks. Uh, maybe we shouldn't bring guests like this on again, like me, perhaps, <laughs> on a podcast like this. But, you know, it's, uh, I don't know, I think it's just, it's a it's an interesting thing where you can grow it over time and people really don't care if it's technically not perfect, technically no. not the best, like, as long as you're actually having, quali- like, substantive quality content, like, or quality in whatever you do, like, there's going to be somebody who goes, wow, that's quality. It's like yeah. a layer on top of it if you can do high quality too that that you're you don't realize you were missing and then when it's here you're like oh wow this is better like it's like when a band would put out their first record and it was like nah wasn't that great their right. second record sounded incredible if the songwriting was there too you're just like yeah listen right. to them when they have good producers you know what i mean yeah. it doesn't make you hate the first record you're just like they didn't have a good producer there, or they did this in right. their basement. It's still fucking incredible. You know what I there mean? There are my favorite misfit songs are the ones that were the cassette tape in the middle of the room. Can't you know? understand a word. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Dude, uh are, so you're from San Diego. I, yeah. I did not do I did I don't know the punk genre very well, to be honest. Like I know of it, always admired it. Wasn't my thing. Like I didn't play it, that yeah. kind of thing. But I was really into Fugazi, which is like this, like, I feel like cousin of that kind of music a little bit. You know what Fugazi. I mean? Fugazi. I need to look. I, I'm, I feel like a poser. I haven't heard of this. Well, it, it's not as um, fast and like crazy, but it like I, I feel like it's an, an offshoot like cousin of punk that is where I found a real groove that I didn't find with punk. You, you'll dig it. Look up Fugazi. Awesome. Yeah. Um, oh, definitely. I'm. Yeah, I see him right here. I'll, I'll leave this tab up for sure. Yeah, oh but uh, yeah, man, it's it, just talking about the podcasting whole thing. Like, I, I still think we're right at the cusp of it. And like, to me, it's like you and I both have this beautiful luxury of time in terms of finances to be able to have like, just grow it over a year. Like, you'll be fine. Whereas like some people like, I need money now, motherfucker. Like I don't, I, right. I can't do shows or whatever. Easier said so, than done. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I'm trying to use that as a, as a benefit. Like, yeah. even though I realize that for some people it's not a reality to, to just be able to cut. It's like, yes, right. but to your point, like we'll start anyway. Cause this barely costs you anything. You could do it with your phone if you had to like, yeah. So yeah, it's a good mixture of both. Like say, yeah, if you do work at Starbucks and you're making lattes all day and you get home and you're exhausted, well, I don't know, make a video about that. I don't know. You you know, like make a podcast about 
coffee. I, I don't know. What do you, why, why did you even end up there? You know, like just certain things, I think whatever makes you tick, just, just start dabbling in it. And if you can end up, if it can point to a money source or revenue source, Hey, well, just grow that over time. I don't know. I don't know what I'm saying. Even, but, <laughs> but I mean, so, so the point is not to even think about it in terms of money, the term, the, 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 the real, the real thing you're trying yeah. to do is, is find your people, find the people that like your right. shit that will That's always. That's what I was going to say. I didn't want to step on you earlier and I'm going to step on you right now. Do it. <laughs> <laughs> um, the, have you ever heard of the, the thousand true, the thousand oh, yeah. true Kevin, friends? Kevin Kelly. Followers? What's Kevin that? Kelly. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. like, yeah, you had mentioned that earlier. Yeah. I mean, obviously you should probably have more than, more than a thousand followers, but <laughs> a thousand true fans. Unless they pay $10 a month on Patreon. Right. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Right. That, I mean, like exactly. Right. But I think you can really even see that, see that as a comedian, right? Your thousand true fans. If you have a thousand true fans, you can go in every city in America, right? Basically. Yes. Yeah, and you can use your podcast to look yeah. at where they are and be like, I'm not going to cities on my tour. I'm going to towns on my tour because that's where they listen. And uh, there will be 50-cent beers and there'll be 200 people because of my podcast. Like, like, cha- like I, dude, I think about this. When my band toured, we didn't have the internet. We had a, a like, Thompson map guide yeah. and like colleges that would like let us play in their town, right? So, like, I think of now how much easier it would be to be a band with even a thousand fans and figure out where you needed to go. Like, we drove around with our heads up our ass trying to figure out where to go. Our tour manager would book shit. We'd show up in a town. They didn't even know we were coming. The record store didn't have our CDs. Like, we were just like, this just, like, there's no strategy at all. Texas for this. Like, now you could, like, target it and be like, oh, our records sell really well in these seven towns. Let's just go to those seven towns. Yeah. You know, until it's more towns. Like you can, for a comic who's alone. Right. And for somebody like me, that's, I, I, I don't even know that world. Like I literally grew up with like, I know barely the Thomas guide from my dad going, we're not using this anymore. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It was not easy, man. It was not easy. I I give it to you, man. That's, that's straight hustling right there. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, that's straight hustling right there. That's, I couldn't that's do it OG now. That's OG hustling. That I don't know where like shit make, is. Make an Instagram shop hustle right there. That's <laughs> that's going for it. We didn't have a choice. Like we didn't yeah. have a phone. You had to. There were pay phones, and you'd call maybe every couple days to check in. This is madness, yeah. dude. Uh, especially with a shitty van and like, <sighs> dude. Yeah, I, someday I, I'll tell I you. The, I guess, <laughs> road stories. I get the end cusp of. I got the end cusp of calling people on a landline and asking their parents for their... Oh, you did get some of that. I did I did get that. I got a lot right. of that, actually. I think probably yeah, I for so. until I was like... Yeah, pr- probably like around 2001, maybe, we stopped doing yeah. that. I don't know. Damn. I do remember that, though. Yeah. yeah, that was... Dude, that was crazy. Like, a corded phone. Like, I remember getting a corded non... Cor- getting a cordless phone was the first big leap of freedom. Like at Costco, going, mom, look at this! Isn't yeah. this insane? We need well this. because because when phones when it because you used to have to rent a phone, like literally you rented the phone from the from the phone company, you paid really? for it every month. Yeah, 
Then they, uh, I think when AT&T got broken up by monopolization laws or something, then you could make your own phones and comp- companies started making phones you could sl- put on the wall, plug in. Yeah. So they eventually got so shitty that they would give them to you free everywhere, shaped like a football, shaped like just garbage. <laughs> you could get them for like yeah. five bucks. So that was like the first thing is like I can get my phone, I can get a phone in my room, like like oh, my yeah. own phone. And I remember they they were just shitty. They would the numbers would stick. They wouldn't work all the time. They sounded like shit. Um, but you were still away from the kitchen, like with the corded stretched uh, yeah. phone. And that's a big freedom when you're a little kid to like when you first want to talk to people. Like that guy Brian McTeer I was telling you about when we were in I was in eighth grade. He was in seventh grade. We would be on the phone talking about music and Led Zeppelin and like all kinds of shit. Yeah. For fucking hours, like hours or doing homework. I did that too. I did that too. It was, I think yeah. there was one friend who, I don't know, lived a mile away. I could have just rode my bike over there, but yeah. I was just lazy ass. Yeah. You just get on the phone. Middle schooler or whatever. Yeah. We would just hang out and I don't know, do homework and fuck or probably not do homework and just fucking talk for hours. And it was kind of yeah. gay in a, in a good way. <laughs> <laughs> not that there's anything wrong with it. That, yeah. That's why I said good. Yeah. It was a gay in a good way. It yeah, was, it was I mean, some gay old times. Yeah. Yeah, it, in the true sense of the word. So, so this is almost like the same. Like I was like, oh, I've always liked to just shoot the shit. Like, yeah, you know, some people aren't. We're never into it. Like, but I don't want to talk on the phone necessarily most of the time uh, until the pandemic. Really, the, during the pandemic, I started like doing that thing where it's like when somebody comes into your mind, text them. Somebody, you know, yeah, comes in, give them a call. And I've recently, in the past like six months or so, like setting up zoom calls. Cause it's like, well, I know you're, I know you're available. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Um, so, but, but it is, it is, uh, I do feel like we are coming out of it and that what we're, what we're doing here, uh, what you're doing here is, is, is really, really cool. And, and thanks man. I appreciate representing, that. Like it's, yeah. it's so weird to hear that. I, I don't even know what to say to that. It's awesome. <laughs> I mean, and, and you're doing the, th- here's the thing. You're doing the thing that the artist, <laughs> we'll call John an artist. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know if you want to go that far. <laughs> that, that, uh, I love you, John. Uh, that they don't want to do and don't want to learn. Right. And therefore keeps them from doing a podcast. Well, here's, here's what, I, what I came across in the, in the pandemic. Like making, po- making, a high, making a 4K high quality video podcast for me is easy. And I don't want to like, be arrogant or whatever. Like, it's just easy for me. Like I love doing it. And so I was just going, okay, I love doing this. And everybody else who makes a podcast hates doing it. Mm -hmm. Like this is like my bread and butter. Right. So like, I'm just going to offer that as a service Mm -hmm. to a person who's a talented and doesn't want to do, or doesn't care about doing this other thing. And basically join forces with them. I'm good at this. You're good at what you do. Yep. Let's make a show. And basically without each other, there wouldn't be a show at all. Right. So it's not yeah. like, I think it's a win, win, win. Like I win, he wins, the yeah. audience wins, you know, it's and great. then we can just grow from there, you know, and then go, okay, let's, let's do it differently this way. Um, mm-hmm. you know, like the, the show right now is growing legs where it's like, I I love the way it's going and and there's no negative feedback yet. So we're kind of like, okay, I guess it's we just great. keep doing it the same way and 
It's great. And then we change later on. Yeah. I'm halfway I'm halfway through the cool runnings episode. Oh, awesome. Yeah. Dude, Raw Raw is so great. And as a I grew up I was born in ninety three when that movie came out. So like that movie was in rotation on Disney Channel. Yeah. Rotation. <laughs> Dude. That movie was everything. And yeah. my parents loved That's John cool. Candy. And it was literally it literally is because I only know him from Cool Runnings. <laughs> <laughs> like I, I didn't know I didn't even know he was a stand-up until yeah. John mentioned him. Yeah. Um, which is freaking awesome. I follow him on Instagram. He's doing stand-up, he's doing uh drive-ins all across LA. It's awesome. Oh, that's rad. Um, but it's just so cool to see a guy that you literally revered as a kid. Yeah. You know, like like I literally watched that movie whenever it came on, Disney Channel eight o'clock, movies yeah. at eight o'clock every night on Disney wow. Channel in the 90s or late 90s, early 2000s. Like, it was on all the time, and it was just so cool. He's, like, if you watch the video version on YouTube, you can go to speakinghighly.com uh, <laughs> to watch that. Uh, I don't know. It's it's so weird to say. It's it's a good gay. I want to I get It's a good gay. His smile <laughs> is it's so infectious. There's just yeah. something about his smile that I just, I, I, I don't know. Maybe it's nostalgia, the nostalgia factor. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I, but that's, I, that's it's a great podcast. Yeah, I worked in a video store in the '90s, and so it was on a lot. But I know yeah. I know it to hear it. I don't know it to watch it because I was always like behind the desk and stuff. It was just on in the in the store all the time. <laughs> it was like Pete, John Candy was the best. Yeah, put on John Candy yeah. movies all day. Even though like some PG movies in the '80s, they still had like a couple of shits, maybe a fuck you had to like yeah. jump through that like. Uh, Christmas vacation has like a fuck in it. We would have to like, we would, I remember like being in the back of the store, the only one in the store and hearing that part coming and be like, somebody get the (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It's, it's so cool. And like, and I'm really glad like, like Disney put John Candy in in that movie. Cause I really think it it kind of would have been swept under the rug otherwise. Uh, Or maybe, hopefully maybe a different actor, but like, I really think he brought a, he he brought the you know the every american home yeah. to learn about a culture and also you kind of go through the same thing that the 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 world goes through cuz you kind of go yeah i don't know if they can do it a jamaican bobs like you're kind of laughing at the at the the, yeah. the even premise of it but then at the end don't want to spoil it for you uh but at the, at the end like they don't even make they don't even make first place but it you know, but it, it doesn't matter. Like they got yeah. there, they did it. And that's, and I'm going to tie this into podcasting. You just got to do it. You got to put them out there. You know, <laughs> and just keep doing it, man. Just keep doing just it. Just keep doing it. I turn sticky when, when I end sentences. It's weird. <laughs> I just turn into a, a, a guy from the East coast that I've never met. <laughs> I'm a guy know. from the East coast. I get it. I'm used to it. Yeah. It's crazy. You got John from Chicago. He, oh, he's so funny. So um, yeah. one time I was on John's podcast, uh, it was the one he did with Sean Halpin, uh, and, uh, John fell down and had a, like a leg cramp and I've never <laughs> been like, he literally fell <laughs> off the loud. stair. He was, he was on the ground. He was just like, Oh, like, and, and I was frozen. Like, I didn't know what to do. I was like, I don't know. I don't know what to do. And I felt, I've always felt so bad. I'm like, I wish I could have helped, but what are you going to do for somebody with a cramp? Like there's right. literally nothing you he can do. Charlie like, horse. And he just. Fell over because those yeah. those are debilitating. Yeah, those are yeah. insane. Yeah. His leg just seized up, and and I felt like I don't know. I literally was shocked. I was like, I don't know. 
how to help, man. I, uh, <laughs> oh, so crazy. Um, but I love John. He's very funny. Um, yeah. so what is your, like, what are you going to, are you one at a time kind of thing? Or are you like, what do you, what's next? You know, you just keep building John and, and concentrate on that one. Like what kind of bandwidth do you have? So yeah, or I know full time job in IT and then trying yeah. to produce shows on the side. Um, I, I, me and my girlfriend have a, I have a podcast called the conscious club podcast. It's about a funk band named Wolfpack. If you love <laughs> the funk band named Wolfpack, you'll love this show. Nice. Um, we kind of put it on the back burner cause like nobody watches and it's a, <laughs> because it's a podcast about a funk band, <laughs> funk band named Wolfpack. You never uh, know. Just keep making them. Just keep making them. <laughs> yeah. Just keep making them. We've, it's funny cause like we went, we're like, uh, we're like on episode, we, we've put out 51 episodes. So like we've, we've been doing a couple of years. Yeah. Um, and at first it was like once a week, going to go through the Facebook group, going to throw all the, all the clips, everything together. And then like, okay, we get, we get into episode 20 and episode 30 and we're like, Oh my God, this is a lot of work for no, no payback. <laughs> and then we kind of just go and then we just were like, let's just do it whenever something big happens. And then we'll just go back and then find anything that's even that's somewhat notable. Yeah. Yeah. And then just do them less often and right. more of like a retrospective on like the month. I think because we, we've kind of gone to like, okay, let's do one a month instead of one a week. Yeah. And then that's that podcast. So that's kind right. of, it's kind of grew its own legs. It's, it's uh, the nichest of the nichest podcasts. I think the, the uh, paperclip podcast would have more viewers. Okay. To be honest. Okay. <laughs> um, but in, in terms of strategy, I like to bank episodes. So what I yeah. like to do is, um, I like to make podcasts that are not, uh, it can, they can be, but I don't like them. I don't like them to be, um, uh, uh, current event related yeah. just so that they can be banked and put out at any moment. Yep. So like, like, you know, like when the January 6th riots were happening, yep. you know, if you bank an episode during that week and talk about it, if you don't put it in, if you put it out in April, yeah, it, people are just going to go, okay, what, this is when that happened, you know? So like, we, yeah. so like, yeah, it's bad or whatever, but people maybe skip it or, or it may not be as entertaining. So I, I kind of like to do things that are more like a show oriented segment oriented where it's not necessarily yeah. time based, even yeah. though the show can be like, that's, sure. that's fine. If you want to do a you know a weekly show, that's fine. It's just finding the time to do that will be harder than banking episodes. So what me and yeah, uh, right. what John and I do is we do one week a month, we'll do four episodes. And so we just started that's doing smart. that three months before we started putting out episodes. So we had a bank right. of like 12. Um, nice. and then now it's just one week a month. We do four episodes and then even if we don't do four, we're still way above where we need yeah. to be. Yeah. That's, smart. um, and then that puts us in a place where like, you know, you can kind of strategize different guests, um, and like pull, uh, somebody you were expecting to put in yeah. and put a different one in. If it, if you want to do a current events based podcast, we could do that, do one quickly and pop it out, you know? Yep. So I think it, it's just more versatile that way. Yeah. Um, and then that way you're not really killing yourself week to week. Like yeah. I was doing with my other podcast. Yeah. Um, that's the move. So, yeah. That's the move. So that's the I'm move. a little behind uh, right now. You know, that's the thing when you do stuff enough, you, you weed out the fat, you cut the fat and you go, okay, you know, I only have so much energy, you know, I want, I want this thing to live. I do, I want to live too. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah so that's, that's really that's smart. kind of where you kind of have to slice it in terms of podcasting, I guess. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, yeah. That, that's a really good workflow. I, I, I'm kind of trying to do the same thing. This one, in fact, will be timeless, and uh, I don't know when it's coming out. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, I think I think that that's the kind of thing that I'm talking about is being strategic, thinking about it this way, where, like, again, a barrier that a lot of comics will have is like, well, I don't know, I can't do it every week. It's like, no, you don't have to, dude. You can do it one day a month and be done for yeah. the month. And you don't have to do it alone. That's the and thing. You don't like, have to do it alone. John... Yeah. I you know, like I, alone. John doesn't I, want to do it alone. And I'm like, yeah. I, I didn't approach John because like in the beginnings, we do the intros together, right? Yeah. So I didn't ask him, hey, do you want to do a podcast together where I'm the co-host right. in the beginning? Right. Yeah. He was like, I don't want to do this alone at this moment. You know, I think it would yeah. be good to riff, you know, like yeah. I'm a comic, like, you, you yeah. know, I think, you know, we have kind of a, 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 a we jive together pretty yeah. well. So I think it's kind of funny in that way. Um, so I don't know if it'll evolve to be like, I don't do the intros and he just has a really short one and we cut to the, that's like, great. over time, it's actually great. we do the analytics, nobody really watches the intros. So like it, these things just change over time and it's just kind uh, of going, but okay, I, what works, what doesn't work. And then it's less yeah. work if we cut the intros, you know? So it's, it's just, a, it's, be fluid. it's only so much though. It's on, like, I like listening to the intros. So like you it, do. Y- y- yeah. I mean, okay. I, I think it's a fun setup, but I'm listening. I'm not watching on YouTube, right? So, right. like, YouTube is going to have way more numbers, and it's interesting to watch what happens, but I think it's a different person that's watching it, mm. right? Now, right. A pers- to, to throw the numbers off, I'm sure a lot of no, people that's, listen. That's, a, that's something I didn't consider. No, that's People listen yeah. through YouTube as well because it'll play, right? Right. So if they, knew, if they have no idea how to get to a podcast and they play it on YouTube and then they don't watch it, so be it. Right. But I think you have people that are actually watching it, listening through YouTube, and then you have everybody that's audio only. Car, perfect example. You cannot watch it. Right. Uh, you know, unless you're, you know, insane. Um, <laughs> so, like, Spotify's doing the same thing, if you notice. It'll play in the player. There's yeah. video, full screen video, but then you can just listen, too. I'm sure they are going to have badass analytics because they know exactly what's going on. They just need to pay people, which I, I literally, once John was like, nah, they're not being fair yet. So that's kind of fucked up. I hope they figure it out. It's um, going to be a while. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, but all that said, like, they're all data points, right? right. But I don't think they tell the full story is how I, is how I would think of it because people consume shit different. Cause I know I consume it different when I'm on a dog walk. I listen different than when I'm at home. You're right. You yeah. know, it's right. all those, it's all those things. So the, I think the intros are great. You know, yeah. it, it, it's kind of like, you know, you guys set me up. Now I want to hear the episode. Now I want to hear the conversation. You know what I mean? Like it's, right. it's good. It's not overbearing. Like another one I really like, I don't know if you know who Duncan Trussell is. Oh, um, love Duncan. Oh his commercials God. are the best dude. His commercials, yeah. his literally his ads, he could go on for a half hour about Datsusora backpacks, yeah. and I'm in. I'm in. He's he's awesome, man. He plays he's a moog. Great. He puts a fa- sound effects on. He talks to the devil, and he hasn't even had the fucking podcast yet. It's brilliant. <laughs> it's so inspiring, and you can fast forward if you want, or you can just dive in, and yeah. it's like. So many people, dude. Yeah. So many people. That's what's great. It's like, you know, it's it's there and just put one, yeah, put them oh. out, put them out and keep going. I remember what I wanted to say before. It's yeah. most of the world isn't on the internet, A. B, 
it's global and automatically translated into every language. What? Right? So Google can automatically translate. It might not be happening now automatically. Maybe you have uh-huh. to pay for it. Maybe you have to tell it to do it. I'm just saying that in general, the Rosetta Stone is real. Like, you can translate and hold your phone and have a conversation back and forth with somebody with a completely different language within seconds. Yeah. That's never happened before. It's insane. But if this medium is what it's going to be, it's going to happen. It's all digitized already. So your reach is not the states. Your reach is not, it, it's global. And most of the people haven't gotten to it yet. And to your point, put it out there, let it sit there. They'll find it. Yeah. Because there's nothing better than finding a podcast that you like and they're on the hundredth episode. Like you have so yeah. much of a body of work to go back to. Oh my God, they were with this comedian, that person, this, this yeah. actor. And then yeah. you can kind of, and then, and then it kind of it, it builds a better creativity than go, Hey, watch my episode one and watch my episode three. Like yeah. just put them out, put them out, put them out. And then eventually if you do, that's what I think with podcasting. If you do once a week and you take two weeks off, you get 50 a year. Right. Yep. <laughs> so, so figure out, like how to how to not kill yourself doing that or exactly whatever that works you know whatever that is for you yeah yeah I, I think that is that is a and being consistent is the plan look at who the people who are successful you know yeah I mean it's I'm sure you've heard the Adam Carolla like the the best way to be successful is to be famous uh, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> that's a good starting point but like yeah I like the organic growth because your people will find you or they won't. They will find you, and when they do, authenticity, they're with you, you know? Yeah. And I also think that when the pandemic's over and we can go back to somewhat normal in the first year, and then we'll probably almost forget about it after that. It'll just be a routine shot. Um, I think it's going to be madness, like yeah. it's unstoppable gonna be, madness for it's a It's going to be a time. tsunami everywhere of yeah. everything. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I, I think we talked a little bit about, but I produce live shows out here in the, in the burbs and mm-hmm. I, I can't wait to be safe, to feel like yeah. I'll be safe doing that. But I can't wait. Like, and right before everything shut down, it was just rocking, dude. I would get like 50, 60 people in this place. And like, I was giving people an hour. Like there were, I, could, I was having comics run an hour. Like you getting ready for a show? Come do it out here. Like that's awesome. Run an hour in LA, get paid, have a beer, 60 real comedy fans. It was badass brewing comedy. That's awesome. Um, and so I can't wait till that comes back. I can't wait yeah. to do that. Like, is, are you in LA? I'm outside of LA. I'm like 45 miles outside of LA and, uh, like thousand Oaks, Westlake village. Oh, area. Thousand Oaks. Oh, okay. Yeah. Cool. So it's like, it was so fun. It was so yeah. fun. And the shows were so Good. We had return people. I mean, a packed out room fun every time. That's so um, cool. And right before the pandemic, he he blew a wall out and it, it was like getting, it was going to get really good. Uh, so I'm looking forward to that coming back because it was fun. And Definitely. I think people have an appetite for it. I don't want to, I don't want a layer of stress. Like, do we have to wear masks? Do we have to change mics? I, I don't want to deal with that shit, honestly. Yeah, it's so annoying. And I, I can't wait till we're at a point where it's just like a fond memory. Cause like, you know, it's going to go away and like, it's going to be 2030 and we're not going to be wearing masks anymore, but it's going to be like a little bit of a scar on everybody. Oh, hundred <laughs> percent. I don't know how long that that's going to last, but I think 
everybody is just so hungry for everything. Yeah. Like I am so hungry for comedy. And that's, that's, that's another thing too. Like I love comedy so much. Like just knowing John and, and, and knowing that uh, Hollywood anonymous stopped, I was just going like, I love podcasts. He yeah. ended one. I'll yeah. DM him on Instagram. That's another yeah. thing. People, if you're listening, DM people on Instagram, yeah. like collaborate with people. It's literally, it's, it's so interesting. Like I think people my age have, um, uh, a fear, like a baked in fear. You got to deliver collaborating with people and asking you got to deliver. Help. Yeah. You knew and it's, you, knew and you and could I deliver a lot. Like it's only been, a, it's only been fairly recently that I've kind of like broken my shackle away from that because you really can't grow without other people. You know, yeah. you, like I guess in, in terms of what I, what I do, like you need talented people mm-hmm. and they need people who can produce that show. Yeah. Right. So it's like, I, I think uh, it's it's just a it's just a good kind of yin yang. Yeah, yeah, it's awesome. You're doing what you love, just like we were saying about my death company, and and how uh, Sean uh, said you're good at that. You do that. You keep yep. doing that and get better at that, and that's what I need. And and I don't have to worry about it. Just don't have to yeah. worry about it. I know the right person's on it. Like that's the move. Best idea in the room, man. And yeah. and uh, yeah, yeah, and man. I'm ex- I'm excited post COVID too because. We're like, I'm, I'm approaching podcasting in a way to where I'm like trying to make a career out of it. So yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. not front loading money or anything. I'm like, like right. if you start out with money, you will fail. Right. Cause it's about yeah. the product. Right. Yeah. Um, but we're, I'm aiming to have a studio where I can yeah. have people post COVID or like while we're like mostly vaccinated or what have you. Yeah. Um, like, uh, this, me and my girlfriend live in this back house. We're going to move out and actually rent this out. And oh, wow. have it a full multicam podcast studio. Record nice. bands here. It's got nice. a beautiful like grass backyard. It's it's actually pretty p- picturesque. Um, kind of Buzzfeed uh, style, uh, like uh, st- seamless colored backgrounds. We'll have and like a top yeah. down set. My girlfriend does a lot of illustrations and art. Um, yeah. So we're just gonna make this back house a, a powerhouse of, of content this decade. So incredible, dude. Yeah. Incredible. I, I, I will do everything I can to help you. I, 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 uh, I got skills too. I got skills too. If you (laughs) like, maybe maybe I've never said this decade before. That sounded so weird. I'm so sorry. That's all right. (laughs) It's going to be, that's pretty, probably pretty accurate. Like by the end of this decade, you're going to be like, fuck, remember when I just started and I was doing this and that and like, you know, you know just I, keep going. You always hear those stupid things. Like I, I'm such a productivity and 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 uh, organizational buff. Like I work in IT, and yeah. you always go that like you know the best time to plant a tree is 20 years ago. You know, like all the like the cliche <laughs> yeah. things where it's like yeah. right now is 20 years ago. Yeah, you know. So yeah. I guess that's that's the for all for all you listeners out there. That's that's the moral of the story. Do you know? <laughs> uh, do you know the book uh, The Clock of the Long Now? No. Oh. I'll write that down. It's it's incredible. The clock, the clock of the long of the now. The clock of the long now. It's dope as shit. It's like because uh, I know most people won't read. Uh, oh, but I'll read it. You should enjoy. It's it's short. It's really cool. The whole the idea is it developed into a lot of things. After you'll see, it's it's a rabbit hole. But the the basic premise is how do you build a clock that will last for ten thousand years? So. It's a thought experiment that just went crazy because you're like, well, how do you wind it? 
How do you teach the next generation to wind it? Where do you put it? Like, it's just like blows your mind. It's really cool. It's really cool. That's interesting. Yeah, it's a good one. Take a look um, at that for sure. Yeah, but it's uh, yeah, man. I think this is a uh, this is definitely a pivotal time, and it's a weird time, and uh, it's weird that we had to go through this crazy shit. I now, do you do you? What about like going to people to podcast? That's that's what me and John kind of do already. Like th- this is basically speaking highly is kind of me um, doing an experiment on yeah. how to do this. Um, okay. So basically, it's it's actually a pretty good example of if anybody out there listens to Whiskey Ginger, which is Andrew Santino's mm. podcast, great yeah. podcast, highly recommend. Um, um, that podcast it does Zoom. And basically what he does is, you know, film himself next to his camera with a mic. And then um, sometimes if the person on the other end or if they're near, his producer will just, I don't know if he actually does this because it might have been just a screen recording. But what I'm doing is just, I'm, I gave John a camera. I gave John a mic. And then basically mm. what we do is he records it and I just drive down to Hollywood, grab, grab a hard drive from him and then come back, bring it home and edit because it's high, you know, HD footage, so it's kind of like almost like a hundred gigs a podcast, like with all the uh, video files all together. Right, so right, 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 I have to like instead of like him uploading it to Google Drive or something, I just drive down there. But in terms of like why I mentioned Santino, it's like I use his podcast, his Zoom podcast, like the ones that are done in the pandemic with people yeah. over Zoom, as as a as a, a direct model of how I edit it. Yeah. Um, so, um, and also what's funny is Dan, Dan Cummins, who's on speaking highly episode one, yeah. uh, kicks it off. Um, I, he's great. He was on a whiskey ginger in this exact same zoom format. So it was actually pretty cool. I used the example with the exact same guest. So mm. <laughs> John's oh, yeah. actually pretty cool. You could actually get other comics like that. On. Yeah. That one yeah. was great. Like I said, that first episode was outstanding. Like, yeah. And, and, you know, Thanks. I, I talk to comics all the time, dude. Like, uh, you know, especially before the pandemic, like, and, and, you know, I'm old, man. And I look at people with no responsibility that are trying to do things. And I'm just like, what are you doing, man? Like, you should be doing this, this, and this. I would do this in a second if I could. Why don't you have a podcast? Right. Like, well, and, and I was just like, uh So even when you push people, they don't, they won't do it until they're ready, first of all. And second of all, there's so many barriers for all of them. Um, that it's just like, yeah, but, but you gotta do it. Yeah. You You gotta gotta do do it. it. And my, my thing is, it's like, like I started out doing this podcast about a funk band and you quickly real, you quickly get a, you know, eat that humble pie. You know, you go, okay, nobody cares. Mm -hmm. First of all, (laughs) nobody gives a shit at all, um, about anything that we have to say, but it's not necessarily true because even though nobody listens to that podcast, Danny would. My homie Danny Wood, who's who writes a paragraph of a comment every every time we put out a comp, put out a show. There's one guy who loves it, who has yeah. kids and who has time to actually watch our dumb podcast about a funk band because he loves them. Yeah. So, like, there's there is a spark there, right? So yeah. there is a reason why I still want to put out another episode. It's, it's for the Danny Woods of the world, right? Yeah. So that's at the core of why we're doing this, right? Yeah. It ain't the the advertising revenue. It ain't, you know, the access to com- the access to comics, comedians, uh, yeah. you know, uh, celebrities, what, ha- what have you, the guests. It's, it's just having quality conversations, like, and actually being able to do that 
over Zoom yeah. with people you've never met yeah. is 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 uh, insane. I think you know in the pandemic you just gotta start doing what you love. You know. Yeah, I like yeah. the mobile idea too. Later, once we can go, you know, be with other people someday. Um, yeah. Like I'm kind of. I'm kind yeah, of, it was tough at first because, yeah. like, I was like, "How do I make a high quality video podcast when the talent can't come to my house to record it?" So I was yeah. like, "Okay, we need a light, we need a 4K camera, and uh, one of these uh, yeah. SM7Bs, and yeah. uh, figure out a way to get the footage to back to the valley." <laughs> you know, they were hard to get there for a minute in the pandemic. Did you experience that? Say the what first. Uh, SM7Bs were really hard to get for a, a couple, like for a month or two. They were they were having yeah. uh, supply issues. I was and actually stuff. in the market to buy these, or actually, this isn't the one. Um, I uh, noticed uh, at my office that they took down the podcast studio at our office, and they weren't using it for months on end. And I was like, I'm in the market to buy these mics. Can I borrow them? Wow. So, I mean, episode one through twelve of Speaking Highly is on borrowed mics. So. Nice. <laughs> but no. that's the thing. It's like you, you like whatever you got to do to make it done, get it done. Because like if, if you can't afford the mics, ask, so, ask to borrow one from somebody who has one. Yeah. And, you know, like like the, it's an ex, it's an excuse to not start when we have yeah. when the barrier to entry is so low. Yeah. The other thing know? with these mics is they're always going to be this much money. They've always been this much money. So if yeah. you can't use it, you can still sell it for what you paid for it. Yeah. Like also it's a zero. I rent, I rent a lot of my gear on ShareGrid. If you can't oh, buy yeah. one, just rent one on ShareGrid. Yeah. You know? Yeah, it's 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 really interesting. I mean, I think the I, I guess you probably have this thought too, is like there's some things that like you said, editing is easy for you. Like yeah. you're just like, well, but for some people they don't want to do any of the shit they never will. Never I, ever. I kind of don't want to anymore after <laughs> so many podcasts. But it's it's simple to me, and like for me, it's literally like going and doing. And, and, and I don't do much exercise. I should do more of it. But it's literally going to the gym, right? Yeah. It's I don't want to. It's I love I love putting out an episode, but to get to there kind of sucks. In yeah. that you gotta edit, right? Yeah, yeah. So. I would love to get to the point where we have ads so that I could pay an editor so they don't have to do that, but I'm willing to put in that work until that happens. Yeah. Right? That's the and move. it may be a year or two before that does, but that's okay. You know, I'm, you know, I'm at a point in my life where I can put in that amount of time Yeah, because we're so blessed because of the, the kind of uh, jobs we yeah. get to do. Yeah. It's awesome. And you know, bringing, bringing these to the world, I think is important. I can't figure out why yet, but I think it's really important. I think I know why, you know, I know why. So, I know everything, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, no, that's what happens when I you're born in '93. You've always had the internet. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, talk about an internet uh, a name drop. I used to work at BuzzFeed, um, and I used to handle their video content over there. Um, oh wow! And they had a podcast team. Uh, had a, a few podcasts that were very um, social justice warriory. Okay. If I can say that, right? It's BuzzFeed, right? So they're going to do that. And it's fine to have those kind of like podcasts like to be progressive and all that kind of stuff, but after a couple years they they turned they they disbanded the department altogether. Hmm. They stopped doing podcasts altogether. Now they're starting they're starting to do more of them now, now that they're popular and do video. Yeah. But when yeah. I was working there in 2015, 2016, 2017, 
they disbanded the podcasting because nobody was listening. And I yeah. think when you sh- try to shove an idea down people's throat or try to make them think a certain thing, people are going to not want to listen to that. Period. Even mm. if it's stuff you you agree with. Because I yeah. think... I, I love BuzzFeed. They really got me to where I was today. Like, I wouldn't have the job I have without them. But also, it's like, they they hammer so hard on the social justice that you lose followers. Yeah. Or you, you, you can't... Not necessarily lose followers. It's you can't sustain a show. Yeah. When it's... when I, I guess I, I can put it like... People want an escape podcasting is an escape from that kind of stuff. Yeah. Right. Like, like a heckler heckling you for, you, you know, saying some wild shit, you know, or, or whatever it's, it's uh, an inability to accept, right. It's yeah. a, it's a, 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 you're wrong. I'm right. Right. Where it's like, no, we, we can all say whatever we want, you yeah. know? And I think podcasting is an escape from the, the Twitter, the the constant barrage of everybody telling you what to think, yeah. and it and I think when you get that's why podcasting is so successful because you get to just hear people be a human for once, yeah. And yeah, may, maybe it's going through a little bit of uh, uh, an editing in their mind. Obviously, you're on a show; you don't want to say the you know terrible yeah. you know any you know off the cuff weird thing, the yeah. good gay right. <laughs> <laughs> but um, it, wouldn't that be funny in 2030 I get canceled because of this podcast wouldn't that be great oh, um, I, I speaking think of this of this segment but I think always... yeah, it's an, a podcasting is, is an escape from that and I think yeah. shows that do that aren't successful and can't can't be sustained yeah you know what I listened to the other day which I, I, I always forget how good it is is Radiolab Radiolab yes good lord yeah. like I mean I don't want to do a show like that because I don't have time to research like that for every week, but they don't, it, it's so good. Like, it's just so yeah. good. Um, but there's just so much good to listen to. Like, like I was talking to my buddy the other day who was like talking about being bored. And I was like, how in the world are you bored? Like, <laughs> that doesn't even make sense to me. Like, there is so much shit to learn, listen to, read, watch right now. Like, bored makes no sense to me. Like, But have you, maybe it's not the right word. Have you ever been in the impulse aisle and not known what you wanted? The impulse aisle? Yeah, at the store. You know, there's a million things there and you go, uh... <laughs> like cereal? <laughs> yeah, you know, you're at the cashier and there's like a you know a bunch of candy bars, a bunch of everything, and you're like, uh... I think it's that. I'm I think it's, there's so M&Ms, many choices man. now. Straight up peanut M and M's. We just choose to like be choose nothing. <laughs> you know, like, just it's just weird. There's, like, there's too much that you only kind of go in your niche. You know? <laughs> I don't know. That's my perspective. Oh man, yeah, it's it's uh, it's crazy. I, 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 yeah, that concept blows me away sometimes. I'm like, man, I, I. I like I, there's ten things I want to do right now, but I can't. Like <laughs> I gotta right. go do other shit. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. It's like uh, when I when I went to uh, graduate school, I used to think like uh, it always feels like you have homework. Like you always have homework. 
Like mm. there's never a day you shouldn't probably be reading a bunch of shit for school. Like, yeah. And and now I think regular schools like that. Like when I came up, like high school wasn't near as intense. My daughter is like 14 and her shit's intense. She has homework all weekend and stuff. I'm like, good Lord. Yeah. Um, but do you, what do you have a, you have a master's? Yeah. Yeah. In what? Communication and film study. Oh, awesome. Great. Yeah. I have a, I have a bachelor's in radio, television and film. So. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Two extra people years, joke, huh? <laughs> people joke, man, but I, it was, I loved it. I loved every second No, I, j- I joke. I only joke because it's like, it's film and that like, I had friends who were like chemistry majors and math yeah. and like actually, actually had homework. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Where like my homework was to like watch two movies a week, which yeah. was kind of tough to keep up with and like write right. a script. Like it's, it's, it's more like, it's not as involved as, as a calculus uh, degree per se, uh, I don't know. but like it's still know. a lot involved. It's just, I kind of equate it to like, yeah, we're watching movies for homework over here. You know, Math, math has <laughs> answers. Right. Scripts are right. made, yeah. like yeah. jokes, scripts, words, like, oof. It's yeah. hard, hard and subjective. Yeah, they both. They're both. Uh, yeah, I, I'm not downplaying a, a film degree, but it's 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 fun. It's art. Yeah, man. Yeah. I I, I love I loved it. I I uh, I love commu- I love communication and and TV and I like I did I did a speaking of people are doing hard subjects and our papers art research papers were I had a, I had a a twenty page research paper on Seinfeld. Oh really? The show. The show. Yeah. Nice. Awesome. Yeah. 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 It's, uh, was there a, a chapter on the Festivus? It was mentioned. It was mentioned. <laughs> Dude, that show's so funny. I still, yeah. I still love that show every time I watch it. But, oh, uh, Seinfeld's so, the best. Who, so you said you're a huge comedy fan. Who's your favorite comic? Or favorite comics? Comic. It's hard to say well, one, but, you know. Oh, man. Well, here's the thing I got introduced to comedy from my dad watching Jeff Foxworthy. So that's like my. <laughs> Intro, like you if know, when like people were like, I saw Pryor fork. on TV or whatever, like on J- yeah. uh, on fucking Carson or what. Like, no, my dad was watching. You know, you know, uh, you might be a redneck if yeah. blah blah. blah. Yeah. <laughs> and and it was he's a great comic. He's hilarious yeah. and very successful. Um, yeah. but uh, I'd say now, gosh, um, there's so like I watch so many. I love I love Bobby Lee. Uh, Bobby yeah. Lee is yeah. so like I saw him in the OR yeah. pre, like right before the pandemic and uh, <laughs> me and my girlfriend were sitting there and I, he had me laughing like a machine gun and he mentioned it because we were in the front row He's and so funny. I was I sat I kind of sat farther away from my girlfriend and was kind of like laughing like this you know like in a <laughs> full motion and he was like you're literally like like a God, what is he like He's like, you're a Viet, you're like, you're like a, he's like, you're like a machine gun. He's like, like, he's just so hilarious. Um, I I love, um, Tony Hinchcliffe. Yeah. Love Tony Hinchcliffe. Uh, Ryan Sickler, um, uh, Tom Segura, uh, Burt Kreischer. Yeah. Mostly kind of like, I kind of watch podcasts kind of more than specials. Yeah. But. Yeah. Dude, Burt Kreischer's last special was spectacular. Oh my god! Like it's come on, like incredible. Hey, big boy, was it? Oh, yeah. yeah, so good, so good. Yeah. Um, 
It's so you know interesting. Is- like, like him and him and Tom have a podcast. Him and Tom Segura have a podcast together, and it's so interesting. Like, they're just they're they're because uh, um, Tom had one come out called Ball Hog, I think, pre pandemic, yeah. right before the yeah. pandemic. Yeah, and it's so interesting. Like, they're both great friends, and their comedy is so so different. Yeah, so yeah. different. Like, great it's, though. Ball it's, Hog it's, is great. Yeah, it's like like uh, uh, kind of like almost monotone compared to Bert. But like yeah. not in a bad way. It's like it's just like it's it's so weird how comics have their own tone yeah. or their own kind of uh, thing, you know, that makes them them. Yeah. And it's not necessarily it's just different. You know, it's it's super cool. Yeah. You know, you know who else had a really good uh, special? I think it might have been a half hour, not an hour, but Taylor Tomlinson. Okay, I've I've seen her I've seen her a couple oh, times. Her I think it's I'm pretty sure it's a half hour that came out last year. It is just I she's so remember good. Remember that? Yeah, she's, I, think I remember that. There was a lot. There was a lot of comedy came out right before the pandemic hit, and like during the pandemic, there was like special, special, special. Kevin Hart's was really good. In his house, he shot it in his house. Yes, I saw that. Yeah, damn, that's your house. Jesus Christ! I know, right? Um, <laughs> Dude works. Um, yeah, there's there's a lot. I think um, I haven't Wexler. seen you, so you could be one of my favorite comics. So I, 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 you could be you could be in there. I just haven't seen you yet. So <laughs> yeah, I do not have any my 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 material that is out on video is not uh, a special. I I've been thinking about that a lot. Like it takes me so long to to get material because I can't like grind all the time. Like I mm-hmm. twice a month does not craft material quickly. Like, um, yeah, but like, it's a, it's a long-term goal to like do a yeah. special someday. Like what, when did but, you, when did you start comedy? Um, uh, 2011, I no, 2011 yeah. is when I first did comedy for the first time, I think. Um, but I've always been a huge fan, like since I was a little, little kid, like listening to records, listening to tapes in the yeah. car, like, um, memorizing it repeating it at school um what was it that made you want it want you want what made you want to go to your first open mic i actually like was there an impetus for that yeah like i didn't actually go to an open mic i um i i would go to um the ice house every wednesday in pasadena yeah and joe rogan had a joe rogan's and friends show in the little room over there and it was like tony hinchcliffe burt Tom Segura, uh, uh, Mad Flavor. Um, oh, yeah. Lots of, like, in that little room, like 75 of them. And I I watched, this was all, like, basically all of 2010, I was there every week watching, just, like, interested, and watched Joe basically build an hour from nothing. Like, from a one-off joke to the next time I saw him, it was a minute and a half long, then it was three minutes long, then it was five minutes then, like, then he's doing an hour and a half. He would do like two hours sometimes at the ice house. And then it moved over to the big room at the ice house, but still same thing. Duncan, that's where I met Duncan. Um, and like I watched Joe build an hour and then I watched the special, uh, eventually that he did from that. But like after about a year, like, like, I don't think like, I don't think Joe knows me, but I think he'd be like, I know that guy from somewhere. You know what I mean? Like I saw him every week, shook hands, said hi, hug, like after the show, shoot the shit. He met, he talked to every single person that came out of that, that room. 
like every single yeah. one. Towards the end, he would take pictures, and there'd be a picture line and that kind of thing. It got it it grew fairly quickly, but like um. So you like, kind of went you kind of went at it. And I a, wanted to study it. You studied it. I studied before, it as a and craft. You kind of were like, I don't. I I know I want to be doing kind of what that is, but I don't know how to sustain it that long yet. So you kind of have to go, yeah. okay, what does he do? You have to kind of view it over time. I studied that part of it because if you aspire to be as good as the specials you watch, it's going to be really ugly for a long time. Oh my and, God. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. open mics are brutal. Uh, I did do them afterwards after I did it for the first time. But so I, I talked to Joe and I was like, you know, I, I really kind of want to try it. And he was like, fucking try it, dude. You're not dead. Try it. It's great. Wow. And I was like, I was like, all right. So I had a buddy who produced shows at a, at a pizza restaurant and <laughs> James Fry, shout out to James Fry. And, um, we were talking about comedy, um, and he was like, oh, yeah, I'm a comic. And I, I, this was like my he worked with my wife. He was a bartender. And like she was like, oh, talk to James. He's a comic. You like comedy? And I was like, OK. So I talked to James and he's like, yeah, I'm running this show at The Rack in, in Woodland Hills. And uh, and and I was like, hey, man, I, I kind of want to try this. He's like, I'll give you five minutes. Come on, try it out. Awesome. So I, I went and did a show at this pizza restaurant. There was like 12 people and six comics sitting at a table. And uh I studied and I did my five minutes and I wrote it out and I thought about it and I thought about it and I thought about it and, you know, I imitated it because I've watched it for so long. And, you know, one of the jokes was like a, like not a bit. It was like literally like a, a joke joke, like a, like a, that my dad used to tell me, like my, my closer (laughs) was this long joke that my dad used to tell me, but like I did pretty good. Like it was kind of fun. I was like, okay, I didn't, I did okay. Because uh, I'd been speaking, like, keynoting at, at, like, tech conferences for years. Like, speaking in mm-hmm. front of people doesn't bother me. My thing was, like, can I write it? Can I make people laugh on purpose at shit that I just think up? Like, that's right. a different thing than talking about something you know. Yeah. So um, I came off stage, and and Adam Cousins was there, who's a great comic from New York. And uh, uh, this guy who no longer does comedy, but he was really good. He was, like, a vet. He was, like, nine, ten years in, but, like in LA struggling, like not making it right. Daryl LaMontre, but like, and James. And, uh, I know those three were there, but I, there was a couple others, but like I came off stage and the one guy, Daryl was like, that was great, man. How long you been doing comedy? And I was like, five minutes, (laughs) (laughs) you know? And, and Adam cousins was like, that was, that was your first time. That was good. So it was like enough reinforcement, like, okay, I'll keep going. There's, there's a little bit of confidence there. Or at least yeah. enough confidence where you're like, okay, I'll do this again. For sure. So like that set I have on YouTube, a, a little piece of that set, and it's terrible. Like it, it's yeah. terrible, but also like not the worst I'd ever seen. And especially like I would go to open mics and just be like, Jesus Christ, right. like write for a second, will you? You know, like, um, yeah. so, and Could then you, I just started th- producing shows. I'm actually shows. really curious. I didn't mean to, to interrupt you there, but. I'm really curious, and I don't want to take this over. I know we're, we're a little bit over. No, but, you're the guest. You um, should be talking. I need to. Shut I know up. you got kids, so <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but I, I've always wondered, like, writing stand-up jokes is so, like, when when you hear, like, whenever I hear a comic talk about in an interview, like writing, or like when somebody asks about it, it's kind of like they're like, if you're asking the, you know, if you're if you're asking the question, you're not funny. You know, they kind of answer it that way. 
You know, we're yeah. like, if you have to answer that, if you have to ask that question, you're not cut out for this business. Where I'm like, nah. Or like, I, I kind of think I, like, I'm at the, I'm at years before where you were there. Like, I'm not at the ice house yet. Like, I yeah. would, like, when you told me about the ice house story, I'm like, I'll do that. Because, yeah. like, I actually think I could probably do it. It's just, yeah. I'm, you know, petrified, honestly. Yeah. You know, it's well, just insane to be able to, like, that's a really cool way about going about it. Cause that's like, talk about a callback back to my story about the punk drumming. Mm-hmm. That's how I learned how to play drums mm-hmm. was now I can actually keep a beat because of how I observed somebody else playing drums. So mm-hmm. that's a really interesting way about going about it. And it's like, you just got to put in the work. You got to go to the clubs. You got to be yeah. there. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, it, it is. And, and writing, writing is discipline but a lot of that too is like the comfort of talking to people about crazy shit yeah. into a microphone is, is one thing. And I feel like I had a cheat code cause I didn't give a shit about that. I've been doing that for years. Yeah. I didn't mind talking in front of people. I was not nervous except I was nervous that the shit I wrote wasn't funny. Right. Like, so mine was like an internal mind game about the, the, the joke, the craft, the word hitting all the bits or, or, you know, hitting the tags, right. right or, not stumbling over words and, and, and that kind of stuff. But like, I look at it as a, as a discipline. Like I write, I record the set, I listen to it, I edit, I write more Then I'm ready for the next show. And I try it again. So when you write, what do you like, can you walk me through quick? Like, I don't want to, you don't have to walk me through everything, but like walk me through how you, are you like talking quietly out loud to yourself while Mm -hmm. you write? Like, are you like, picturing yourself on stage or like how do you it's it's the 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 concept of actually writing a joke seems so silly to me yeah. for lack of a better term yeah well it, it definitely is that um <laughs> uh i i think for me the way i do it and you know I, i'm not selling tickets to a theater show for myself yet uh but you know um the way i do it when it works is i always have like ideas, thoughts, just a little random sentence, something that makes me giggle, something I said to somebody that I'm like, oh, that made them laugh. I write that down. So it could be a sentence, it could be a paragraph. Uh, and you just you just grab that, that little thing. thing. Yeah. Just that thing that you think you'll remember but you won't. You gotta yeah. you gotta grab it. You gotta write it down. That's the fir- that's the first part. Just that one sentence. As much as you can so you don't forget it. Like one word doesn't work. You know, if you're like right. icicles, I'll remember why I thought that was funny. You won't yep, does not um, work. Yeah. Um but so you write it down, that's first. And then writing is like, okay, open that file where I wrote that crazy sentence and sit there and stare at it for a little while and think about what, why did you think that was funny? And just free write, like what, just expound. And mm-hmm. like worst case scenario, you set a little timer for yourself for like 15 minutes and be like, I'm going to think about this dumb fucking idea for 15 minutes and just whatever comes out. And then for a show, I'll have like a bullet point out of that. Like we'll just keep on the icicle thing. I don't have an icicle bit, but like for the show, it to me is like, okay, icicles. And then I'll sit down before the show and I'll longhand write out as much as I can remember from my little writing session. Sometimes I'll check and, and see if I had something good and I'll longhand write out, not talking to myself out loud, but probably, and not imagining myself on stage necessarily, but like saying it in my head as if right. I was read it in my head as if I had to say it. 
And then when I do all of those steps, my shows are really good. It flows really good. I can go from bit to bit really well. I hit most of the tags. Um, and then I record it. I'm recording that set. I listen to that on the back end and the process goes over and over again. And so if you had a show every day, that would go really fast. (laughs) I could, I could edit really fast. Um, if I have a show every two weeks, I edit every two weeks. Um, and then you get to a bit that you think is kind of done and it, I, I always want my bits to be longer. So I always try to add to them and, also producing a show every two weeks, performing every two weeks to people that are generally coming to every show, at least a handful, you can't necessarily just do the same exact thing the exact same way over and over again for them. So I kind of take it as this thing, like, I know they know this joke, but can I make it different enough that they'll notice, you know? So it's almost like this Uh, extra layer of like, and they'll be like, oh, you added this tag. And I'll be like, yep. So like I get that. Okay. People don't mind hearing a joke over and over again if you mean it and if you make it good. Like right. uh, it's, so, which is it's so interesting. interesting. That actually reminds me one of the I think the first stand up I ever saw in person was Brian Regan in San Diego. Yeah. My parents knew I loved them and I got the last ticket available to buy. Like my mom called the box office this is when you call yeah. this is when you called to buy yeah. tickets. Yeah. And and then, like one ticket left, and my parents walk me. They're, they're, I'm not even like I'm probably like 12 or something. They like yeah. walk me up to the box office together. Yeah. And the the lady behind the box office is like, "You, uh, we have a per- person who left. Uh, would you like the fourth row?" And it's a big theater. I'm just like, "Oh yeah. my god, yeah, yeah." Um. And what what was funny is my first uh, time listening to him was he was doing jokes I heard before, and I was going like what? Like, this yeah. is a thing you can do? And then yeah. at the end of the show, people were yelling at him to do bits yeah. that they've heard before. And I was like, is this a kind of like a band? So you can just yeah. do the same jokes in every town? And I mean, not the same, same jokes, but like what I yeah. saw that I liked, like me knowing about Brian Regan from watching his standup, he just did those jokes in, in person. I was like, you can do that? Yeah. And I'm laughing again. It's weird. Yeah. It's like... <laughs> Yeah. I, when I was like, that's a, you can make what I, that, yeah. that was my, that was like the day I was like, you can actually do a job like this. Yeah. Can be your job. Like it's weird. Well, it yeah. clicks too. Cause you're like, Oh yeah. I listened to the album 25,000 times. Of yep. course I can hear the joke again. Like I actually know exactly how it's going to go on the album in a live setting. It could go haywire. Somebody could yell the wrong thing. They yeah. could like watching Joe Rogan build that hour was so interesting to me especially to see the final product uh, was just like, wow, that is really, really cool. And I know some of the things that are on that hour came out of heckles, mistakes, and shit that came in that room. Right. You know, stuff, like, stuff that you couldn't write. No. But, could, yeah. Right. But like, you, you have to throw it out there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, and, and yeah, so, so, it's a, it's a crazy art and it is an art and it is a craft and it is, uh, difficult. I gotta <laughs> say, Matt, it's really Matt difficult. Is, is birthing my standup career right here. I, Dude, I I'll put you up. Now. I'll give you five minutes. I don't Whenever, think kind of wanna is, is what the type of <laughs> when shows <laughs> come back, using, I'm going to be doing this. When, when brewing comedy comes back after the pandemic, yes. when it's safe and it might, we might do an outdoor thing. I, I've been reaching out to him a little bit. I don't know if I'm ready for that yet, but like, um, when it's safe, uh, yeah, you got five minutes, man. 
So practice. Five minutes. It's at least six okay. minutes. It's at least six months away. Okay. So make a little note on your phone. Start writing your dumb ideas down. <laughs> all right. I'll, I'll, all right. That's I can already challenge. tell I like you. It. I can already tell you. You have a bit about ending all of your sentences with an imitation of somebody from the East Coast. <laughs> that's already a bit. That's already a that's bit. That's already. That's already. That's a already a bit. bit. You just got to figure out how to make it funny. And, well, uh, I want to say the Matt Neal podcast is the best podcast. And that if you're listening to the Matt Neal podcast, you're in the right place. You know? Anyway. See? You can do it. Is man. that a good closer? I, no, not yet. But it will be. <laughs> okay, so that was a bomb. That was technically a bomb. No, I okay, laughed. There we go. Oh, okay. I laughed. okay. Well, th- that wasn't pity then. My buddy, he's a musician, sends me bits all the time. Like, how about this? Is this a bit? Is this a bit? <laughs> And I'm like, no, it sucks. And then he, he, he'll he he'll, uh, record one, like on the voice recorder, and be like, I know this is one, dude. I know this is one. He sends it to me. I'm like, that's garbage, man. That's treaded territory. <laughs> He's like, how do you know? How do you know? I'm like, try it. Just Le- leave it to the pros here. Just try it. <laughs> Although he is funny. Like when he would he would riff bits between songs, and he had he had some good material. He's he's yeah. he's all right. He's good. He's a very, uh, Jeff Campbell. He's very 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 funny. Uh, Shout out, Jeff. But also incredible musician like incredible musician um and uh so yeah man i, I should wrap it up because I, I should go back inside uh with the children you are a dad i am yeah. a dad um but <laughs> dude i'd love to chat again this has been yeah you know just firing on all cylinders dude i'm, I'm psyched for you and uh definitely um plug away and then send me an email on the back side with anything with the real links and stuff i'll put it all in the show notes and uh and blast it out and uh sure it, yeah it, um yeah awesome. it's uh at indie faucet on instagram i-n-d-y indie like indiana uh faucet like pharaoh uh she's my distant second cousin so that's cool um yeah so at indie faucet you can go to indiefaucet.com that'll redirect you to my uh podcast production company's website so you can see the shows that we're producing there if you go to indiefaucet.com right on all right, man. This has been a blast. I really appreciate you, man. And uh, let's catch up soon. I think we got. I think there's there's a lot of stuff we can uh, help each other out doing. Um, definitely. We're we're definitely uh, you know, you know, vibing we're on on it. this kind of yeah, stuff, and sure. and we're here. We might as well. I mean, what the fuck? Why not? Hey, you got another SM7B. I mean, that's another reason right there. Right. Right. <laughs> Just using you for gear. <laughs> right on, brother. Good catching up. Good talking. Chat soon. Later, man.
Thank you.